0: Well, good morning. Thank you for joining us for Church Online this morning. Really glad that you're, that you're here. This is part four of a series all about battling mediocrity. We decided to tackle this subject because we really do believe that excellence honors God and inspires people. And when we say excellence, what we really mean by that is simply the very best that we can bring. So we've talked about things uh, in this battling mediocrity discussion. We've talked about battling mediocrity in in the workplace. Uh, We've talked about how to use our time, how to lean into diligence over distraction. Uh, We've talked about the difference it makes when we fully engage our hearts, that God always does his best work with fully engaged hearts. Then last week we talked about comparison and left unchecked how comparison always leads to envy. And we talked about how comparison uh, leads to a lack of contentment. And a lack of contentment is really saying God is not enough. Jesus, you are not enough for me. And then we talked about how a lack of contentment can actually create distance in our relationship with God. So I'm going to keep this short this morning. And I want to talk about a drift toward mediocrity in our spiritual lives. So like how do we avoid mediocrity in our relationship with God? It's true that God has called us to be disciples, right? That is, to come to a point in our life where we're willing to count the cost, where we're willing to make sacrifices, uh, where we're willing to deny ourselves. As Jesus said, take up our cross daily and then to follow Jesus. Discipleship is about coming to a point where you say, Lord, I want what you want for me more than I want what I want for me. So it, Jesus had clearly called us to discipleship, that is to become a student of his and a follower and a learner. But God has called us to do something and to be something beyond that. He's called us to be maturing spiritually, not necessarily to be a deep person as if there's some, you know, deepness, level of deepness to be attained and then you've made it, but to be deepening in our walk with Jesus. So I want to read you a couple verses to get us started. This is the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 14. He says, brothers and sisters, don't be childish in your understanding of these things. Be mature in understanding matters of this kind. Then in Hebrews 5, the writer says, solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. And then again, Paul in Ephesians 4, he says that God has gifted the church with all sorts of different gifts and all these, and as these gifts function, he said, here's the goal. Until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son, (coughs) that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. See, God's called us to become more than just his children. He's, and That's awesome. But he's called us to do more and to be more than just followers and learners. He's calling us to stay involved in the process of becoming spiritually mature. One way to think about it is this way. We become a Christian. like We become a child of God through faith. We become a disciple through sacrifice. But we are maturing intentionally and over time. See, the unique thing about maturing, the maturing process, about deepening, is that there is no shortcut, there is no quick way to maturity, it's a time-oriented thing, and it's a process. And what God has called me to do, and what God has called each of us to do, is to be involved in the process of becoming mature. The process of deepening, be involved in the process of becoming who He wants us to be. Now, the good thing about this process, and the thing that uh, makes apprenticeship to Jesus very simple, and I don't mean easy, but simple, is this. The goal of the process, the point right here for the here and now is to really stay involved in the process. Now, we never come to a point where we say, boy, I'm mature. I'm glad I'm done with that. On to something new. This is a lifelong process of allowing God to conform our character to the character of Jesus. <clears throat> Began when you said yes to Jesus. It'll end the day that you see him face to face. We are called to be involved in the process. And the question isn't, where are you in the process? The question is simply, are you involved in the process? In Philippians chapter 3, again, Paul gives us an idea of what the process is all about. Philippians 3, verse 12, he says, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection. Paul recognized that becoming a disciple, a follower, is kind of making that decision, I'm going with God, right? Rather than my own desires. Uh, it's about surrender. But maturing, is a, it's, a, it's a bigger picture. It's, it's, a, it's an intentional process that takes time. And we never reach a point, Paul said, where we've arrived. So the question we have to ask ourselves I would say every day, is not, are we there yet? It's not, have we arrived? Not even, where are we along the spectrum of spiritual growth? But, am I growing? Am I deepening? Am I maturing? Am I involved in the process? What Paul says is this, there is no arriving. There's no finish line in this life. The goal is not to be somewhere on some kind of spectrum. The goal is to be becoming. Becoming. So the goal is to stay in the process. And as long as you stay in the process, I would say it doesn't matter so much where you are on a spectrum as long as you're moving in the same direction. So yes, God invites us to become His child. He takes us in as His sons and daughters. But what God wants for us doesn't end there. The point is to continually be moving toward maturity. Even a surface look at the life of a Christian it's pretty obvious that there might be what we would consider stages, right? If we were to all tell our stories, we would see certain patterns. You know, an adult comes to faith in Jesus, let's say, as an adult, and everything's, everything's different now. And they start telling people about Jesus And nobody's really that interested, but they forget that they never used to be interested either, but they don't really care. They just talk about it they can't get enough of their Bible. Have you ever noticed how new Christians, like God seems to answer all their prayers? You know, if like for some reason God kind of gives them a kickstart in their faith and it seems like everything they pray for, God gives them, right? So there's that stage. And if we're comparing it to say the stages of a marriage, it'd be like the honeymoon stage. Then there's the settling in stage, or you can call it the conflict stage where Christians begin to run into some harder issues. Maybe some sins that just won't let go, right? Some temptations that just won't go away. Some relationships that might call for some real sacrifice uh, in order to, you know, to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. And it's at that stage where we begin to think, well, maybe like, nobody ever told me it was going to be like this. And there's sort of that fear, um, that doubt. And a lot of Christians stay in that stage for their entire lives because to go further would mean sacrifice. Like I might have to choose between what God wants and what I want. And a lot of people just stall right there. But then some people get to a point where they say, hey, if following Jesus means sacrifice, if it means surrendering everything I have or desire, I'm going for it. Like I see the value. It's that stage of incredible Uh, like intensity and a desire to serve God and to give our lives for God's purposes in his kingdom and to grow and to be what he wants us to be. But even then you come to a point where you realize, I can't do this. Like the life of following Jesus is just too hard. It's impossible. There's just too much. I can't be that holy. I can't, I just can't be that kind of husband. I can't be that kind of wife. I can't even be that kind of friend. Lord, like I understand what I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to be doing, you know, but my problem isn't that I don't want to. I want to, but I am unable to. Like I can't. I don't know if you've ever been there where you just kind of like throw up your hands and then somebody comes along and God's word maybe comes to life for you. You hear a message or a song. You begin to realize what it means to walk in the Spirit. And that it's not just like I'm going to make a decision. Uh, I'm going to like try really hard. I'm going to rededicate my rededication of my rededication. I'm going to like promise, and I'm going to make a list of things that I need to stop doing, things I need to start doing, and I'm going to post it all on social media. And I'm committed to doing things differently. It's not that kind of thing at all. It's learning to allow Jesus through His Spirit to live through you, and it's a process. And all of these are different stages. Some people work through all of them. Some people don't. It tends to be different for every individual. Some people hit this stage. Maybe you can identify with this. And maybe it's not a stage. Maybe it's just a detour. I don't know. But it's the one you hit when you maybe are in your late 30s or you're somewhere in your 40s or maybe even late 50 or early 50s where all of a sudden it's like your past catches up with you. <clears throat> I don't know if you've ever been there or maybe there now. And you wonder why am I reacting this way? Like, why do I think this way? Why do I see things this way? It's a real it's a real thing. And a lot of people get stuck there, like for years. And it sounds like eventually it sounds like this. Well, I guess that's just the way I am. Just accept me. You're like, yeah, but you got some real issues. Like you got problems. Well, that's just the way I am. Accept it. And some people just stay there. But the person who's involved in the process (coughs) of becoming spiritually mature, of deepening in their faith and spirituality, God is going to nudge them and when he does, they begin to ask, like, like, why? okay, so God, why do I act like this? Like, why can't I get control of this? And then the Spirit of God begins to move them to a point of understanding their own past and how the past impacts the present and how forgiveness frees us from the baggage that we drag into adulthood and how we, what we drag into our marriages and what we drag into all of our relationships and what we drag into our workplace, right? And what we drag into our interactions with our own children. And again, it's kind of like a stage that we go through or maybe a detour, Uh, And thankfully, you don't have to wait till a certain age. Like, if you've been blessed to be able to deal with this kind of stuff early on in your life, then thank God for that. Spiritual growth is a process. And what Paul is saying and what I'm trying to communicate this morning is this, that the context for spiritual growth and maturing and deepening and thriving in your relationship with God and in serving God's purposes in his kingdom is for you to stay involved in the process that God has begun in your life. I think one of the worst things that can happen to you as a Christian is to get stuck. Because honestly, that's what leads to mediocrity in your spiritual life. To get somewhere in the process and just think, just think you know, this feels pretty good. I'm pretty comfortable here. This is where I'm going to stay. I'm saved. I'm a little frustrated. Um, got a job. Got a wife, got some kids, got a mortgage, got the whole deal, got the dream, you know. Got a pretty good thing going on here. At times is kind of frustrating. Kind of feel like I'm not really moving. But hey, it's just the way it is. I'll just, you know, I'm going to heaven when I die. So that's as, maybe this is as good as it's going to get. Might look mediocre to some people. Might actually be mediocre compared to what God really wants, right? But we're like, I'm pretty comfortable. This seems to be working for me. So in the meantime, Like, this is just the way I am. Leave me alone. The sad thing is, I would say, like, the majority of Christians tend to stay right there. And I think God's saying to us, wait a minute, the goal isn't to be in any one place. The goal is to keep moving. The goal is to stay involved in this process. The goal is to be maturing, and that'll only happen intentionally, and it'll only happen over time. Now, why have I said all this? Here's the point. Just as God is clearly involved in that process in our life, even bringing people into our lives at, at critical times, right, so that we can hear this truth that we need to hear, just as God works all throughout that process, you and I have a part to play as well. Like God wants us involved in the process of moving toward maturity. It's kind of like this. About 15 years ago, when our son Ben was 13, we had an acoustic guitar laying around the house. And he'd pick it up from time to time, and he decided he wanted to take lessons. So we started looking for a guitar teacher, and we talked to some people and got some recommendations, and we chose a teacher. Now, the goal when you're paying for guitar lessons is to become a guitar player. So for seven years, we paid for guitar lessons, and Ben put every penny he earned into his guitar and into his gear, and he practiced for hours every day, like two or three hours every day for years, and I don't know, I mean, I, I don't know, I'm no, no judge of this, no expert, but I, I think he's a pretty decent guitar player today. So what would have happened if we dropped Ben off for his first guitar lesson in that little closet in the old mainly music, and he has his half, first half hour lesson, and his teacher gives him his first book, and we get home, and he sits down to play, and he still can't play. So now I'm kind of upset. I think Ben's upset. He's probably frustrated. So we go back to his teacher and like you're know, like, "Hey, Bill, he like he still can't play. Like we came and you gave him a lesson and we paid for a lesson and he got a book and everything and he still can't play. Like what's wrong with you?" And I think maybe his teacher would have said, "Well, there's nothing wrong with me. Learning to play the guitar is a process. It takes time. It takes commitment. It takes discipline. And guess what? You got to do your part." Cuz we all know to become good at a certain scale, at stake, it takes dedication, it takes intentionality, it takes time, it takes practice because it's a process. The same is true in our relationship with God. <coughs> God has trusted us, really. He's trusted us with a stewardship. This relationship with him is a stewardship and along with stewardship comes responsibility. And if we neglect our responsibility in the maturing process, then we suffer and we short-circuit the process. And that's why, if I could be so bold, to suggest that maybe, maybe you are stuck. Like maybe you're stuck. Maybe you haven't grown in a long time. Yeah, you've heard sermons and you've sung some songs and you've been to church and you're committed enough to be at church online on a stormy Sunday and you've done a few things like to help in the church, but you haven't really moved in this process. And you aren't maturing, and you aren't deepening. And there's conflict all around you, right? There's conflict in your own brain, and there's conflict in your home, and maybe with your spouse or with your kids, and there's conflict at work, and there's conflict with those people that God has maybe placed in authority in your life. And I think God is saying to you, come on, there's more. So let me say this again. It doesn't really matter. Like, I don't think, I don't really care where you're stuck. I think it's better. I think you're better off being a newbie Christian who's moving, than a veteran Christian who's stuck. Because a process of becoming more like Jesus only works when we stay involved in the process. It's not what have you become. It's what are you becoming. That's God's strategy for us. So let me just make uh, one thing clear. The things that you do to facilitate the process do not necessarily mean that you are maturing, all right? So like in the spiritual realm, there are disciplines, there are things that God has called us to do that He's provided for us. They are, they are not the equivalent of maturity. Uh, Because you do these things does not mean you are mature, but they are part of the process of God moving you toward maturity. It's like, these are just like the basic things that, that you and I have to do to like take responsibility for our part in the process of becoming spiritually mature. So like it takes time. There are no shortcuts. You have a part. God has a part. And God's real committed to his part. So the question is, are you and I involved in this process? So here's why I make such a big deal out of this. You see, for some reason, uh, (laughs) Christians, (coughs) like established church people, tend to be kind of hesitant to accept this. Because there's a tendency to look at the do things, like we look at the practices of discipleship, and sometimes we even have a bad attitude about them. Like one person might say, well, I've prayed. What's wrong with God? Like I've been to church a few times. I even got baptized. I joined the church, but I'm still the same as I've always been. My marriage isn't any better. My husband hasn't changed. I expect God to do something here. So like what's wrong with God anyway? Like why doesn't He do something? It's like the guy showing up after the first guitar lesson saying, I can't play the guitar. What's wrong with my teacher? Same type of person. You know what happens sometimes? Maybe maybe you're this type of person, so you know what I'm talking about. But to begin to look for shortcuts to spirituality. Because they don't want to work through a process. They don't want to work through time. They don't want to learn discipline. They prefer an instant like zap of spirituality. And so what we begin to do then, unfortunately, is we look for shortcuts. It's like, I don't want to deal with this sin in the hard way. I just want somebody to like, I don't know, lay hands on me and deliver me from these thoughts of lust and this spirit of envy and this addiction to this controlling behavior. Just deliver me from the things, so I won't have these problems anymore. I want instant change. I want instant success. I want to be instantly mature. And I think we forget sometimes that it's a process, and we resist the process in our lives. But if we're honest, we'd we'd all prefer the quick zap, right? Like, wouldn't you like to have a church service where we could preach a a sermon, a short one, sing some songs, uh, we give you a chance to pray with somebody, and you could walk away spiritually mature. Like, there, you did it. Good job. I mean, wouldn't that be great? Like, all of our marriage problems, all of our relationship problems, all of our thinking problems, everything, it's gone, changed. Wouldn't that be great? But here's the truth. Like, God didn't design it that way. (laughs) It's a process, and He wants us to be growing into maturity. But sometimes what we really want is a quick fix, a quick fix to our relationship problems, a quick fix to our thinking problems, a quick fix to that addiction or that controlling habit. But there is no shortcut. So it has to be intentional, and it takes time, and it's a maturing process. And what makes this difficult part of maturity is coming to grips with this and saying, God, like, I got a problem here. I got a deal here. I'd like to be three steps past where I am now. I'd like to be down the road a little bit further. But God, I'm just going to do my part today to stay involved in the process. I'm just going to trust you today to move me at the right pace, like at the right speed. I'm going to trust you today to bring people into my life to lead me and challenge me and encourage me to be where you want me to be. And the goal isn't even to be somewhere on a chart. The goal is to be moving toward maturity. You see, once you get moving, the fact that you're moving and growing and slowly, little by little, bit by bit by bit, changing, there's freedom in that. And we do have to be careful because there's a tendency when we're talking about spiritual practices like prayer and meditation and spending time in the Word and, you know, being in church and serving in the church and, and, and contemplation and personal worship and all those things that we need to develop our relationship with God, when we, the, the tendency is when we talk about those things, the tendency is to attach too much meaning to the practice itself. Like somehow engaging in the practice is a sign of spiritual maturity. the problem is not you know the spiritual practices or those disciplines the problem is the interpretation that we attach to them like having a quiet time or like being accountable or tithing or private worship has nothing to do with being accepted by God has nothing to do with how much God loves us has nothing to do with getting God to treat you better it has everything to do with staying involved in the process that God has you in this process of moving you towards maturity in Christ Because you are as accepted and as loved as you'll ever be. But guess what? You are not as mature as you will ever be. And God doesn't expect you to be somewhere on a spectrum that you couldn't possibly be. All he asks of us is that we be involved, that we work with him, that we make a conscious effort to be involved in the process, to respond to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, to keep open the channels of communication between us and God, so that he can reveal us to us like the next truth, right? That we need to make it over the next hurdle and to keep moving on in the process. So, listen, if you're involved in the process, you are exactly where God wants you moving in the right direction, maturing, and deepening in your relationship with him. Let's pray. Jesus, we're so thankful that you have invited us. follow you, to follow you into this life of discipleship, this life of apprenticeship, of becoming more and more like the one we're following, this invitation to learn from you and to be changed by you. We aren't worthy of this calling, but we are grateful that this is the life that you've called us to. This is the life that you want for us. I pray that we would truly understand what it means to be involved in this process. This process that moves us towards maturity, that moves us towards a deepening understanding of who you are and who you've called us to be. So as we live in the light of this truth, this process of maturing, as we live in this process, may the light of your Holy Spirit shine through us That our lives would bring glory to the name of Jesus. And we pray this in Jesus' name.